I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. So today's question is all about working from home. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, this is from Aisha. And she says, my question for you is about working from home. I've been freelancing and working from home for almost a year now. And I have to admit that I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. I love that I can wake up whenever I want and that I no longer have to annoy my neighbours by asking them to sign for all of my deliveries. Relatable. (laughs) But I feel like I'm nowhere near as productive as I should be. Yet I also never feel like I really switch off. And I can't help but feel a little insane when it's Wednesday and I still haven't got dressed properly or talked to another person apart from the postman. (laughs) I'm probably exaggerating a little, but this whole working from home thing has not been as amazing as I first dreamed it would be. So I guess what I'm asking is, as two people who seem to love working from home, do you have any advice for someone like me? I think this is probably a really common question, a really common struggle. I've heard it from lots of people before. I feel like working from home has kind of become this like mythic experience and then also now in the freelancing creative world everyone's seen the memes and the illustrations of like what it's really like but there's still not always a full conversation of what it is actually really like on a day-to-day basis you just have this picture in your head of yourself don't you and like your hair's in a bun with a pencil and you you know you're gonna make some coffee and light a candle and sit down and do your work and actually like most of us the reality is not quite there I think what I pictured working from home was before I worked from home, they're two wildly different realities. And well, I think another kind of bit of baggage we bring to it is if you've been working in a different setting before, your notion of what work has to look like comes into it a lot. So like if you've, like in my example, if you've been working in like an office or like a corporate environment, maybe you associate work with, it's got to be nine to five. It's your bum on your seat and you sat at a desk and you're looking at a computer screen, you're dressed, you've got makeup on probably, you've done your hair, all those things that we feel like we have to do in order to be taken seriously in a workplace. And although we might actively be choosing not to do all of those things because we've got the freedom now we're at home, there's still kind of guilt around not doing it. Like we still feel like it's not real work if we haven't shown up in all those ways. I call it work week baggage. I would say that by the end of this year, it'll be my fourth year of working from home. I don't really struggle with any of that. I think I've been doing this long enough now that I've been able to redefine what it can look like. But I also, I work with clients all the time who are still finding their feet in this. So I totally understand it. And also you've not brought as much baggage because you haven't got that long-term experience yeah, of the job. really young when I started working on myself. But I guess I shared that also to be like, I do think it gets easier over time yeah. as this becomes your new normal. I mean, would you say to Aisha that she's right in assuming that you love working from home? Yes, I I couldn't work from an office again now. I'm going to be stuck if I ever have to. But I don't think everyone loves working from home. I actually don't think it's necessary to love working from home. And if you don't love it, it's fine to accept that and look at other options. I think there's a lot of us who would self-proclaimed introverts in like our community online. Mm. I think an introvert loves working from home. I always want to define introvert and extrovert for people because I don't know, I always heard different definitions of these things floating around. So when you and I talk about introvert and extrovert, we mean introvert is somebody who fills up when they're on their own, so replenishes their energy and resources. An extrovert is somebody who fills up by being around other people. So it's not that you're shy or that you like to be loud or anything like that. It's purely about how do you get your energy? Sorry, carry on. No, no, I think it's actually, because I do think that some people think introversion is just shyness or quietness. And I also think as an introvert, I would say that I am extremely introverted, but I also 
there's too much of a good thing for me as well yeah. too much alone like I've worked from home by myself before I've worked from home in three different types of experiences I worked from home in the very beginning for a few months when I lived at home with my parents when I first started my business so I worked from home but my parents were in and out throughout the week and my husband who I live with at home too he was in and out for so I was working from home but there was people around yeah quite an active home then I worked from home when my husband and I we had our own place but he had a day job and he would sometimes be at home but sometimes be at work so I'd have those days alone and now I work from home with my husband as well so I've kind of had the really isolated experience I've had the experience of kind of not having control of your environment working from home and now I would say we also recently moved house and I've worked from home from my bedside table Mm. from the kitchen table this is since we moved to this house in June is the first time I've actually had a home office it's really interesting I guess why I'm sharing this is looking back over my four years of working from home certain things have made a difference to the quality of working from home for me. Some of it is just finding my feet in it and some of it is very practical things that have made a difference to working from home. I think we should run through some of those practical things that we've both either found have helped us or helped clients. You said then having a workspace. So when I made, when I first hit, 200k in my income I was still working from my kitchen table and packing it away every time we had a meal packing everything away and putting it all back and then getting it all out again and having to stop like you know when because all is five so she'd be like you know need some two o'clock pasta or whatever <laughs> and it was Rory it was my husband who said look we've got like this second living room space we're really lucky that we had the space in our house and he was like you need an office you need like a workspace and I was really resistant to it I was like no 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 I'm fine I just need a kitchen table I'm fine and it made the hugest difference when he kind of wrangled me into doing it and we've set up that space. It's really funny. I started my business, like I said, in my bedroom at my parents' house. And then Alex and I moved into this like tiny city centre apartment. So I was running my business literally from the coffee table or the sofa or like the kitchen table. And because I'd never had a dedicated office space, it never felt like something I needed to make things yeah. better since we moved to this house and I have a whole like second bedroom that is like my office space and like we're sat in it right now there's a big sofa and a big desk and it's really comfy That's a good book. <laughs> it has made the biggest difference to my happiness to my well-being to my productivity I didn't know how much I needed this until I got here and also I'm I could run my business from anywhere but I am happier now running my business from its own dedicated space so probably in this season of my business having my own office has been huge for me and I know some people who just because of the the house size of the house they have an office from day one for me just because we lived in the city center we just didn't have yeah. the space for that. and I'm sure there'll be people listening to this thinking well I have no room for an office at home and that's like I totally understand that as well I think I've thought about this quite a lot of like what I would do now if if I'd been like what I would do differently and I think those like wall desks you get that fold down Mm -hmm. so you can make yourself like this little self-enclosed world where you can have a little mood board or you can have your to-do list and all of your stuff um and if you've not got much money I reckon you could probably find one on eBay they're the kind of thing people always buy and then never use in real life but setting yourself up even if it's just a corner of a room just something that feels like a space because it's I don't know it's like mindset isn't it it's taking yourself seriously it's taking your business seriously and it's kind of a cue we are so reliant on that idea of I'm going to work now and it's not to say that you can't still work from bed I mean like there are days when I can't get out of bed and my whole business is to just run from my phone but the boost I get from walking into my office locking the door I have to lock the door to keep all around and getting to work is something that is, is really elevated my business I think the trap is working from home if you give yourself too much freedom you won't get anything done Mm. but then if you try and adhere to kind of old beliefs around what your working day has to look like from say maybe an office job that's also not going to help you because it's a totally different environment and I think working from home the biggest thing for me is boundaries 
So Alex and I lived in a two-room apartment. Yeah, it was two rooms. I've been there. It was literally a lounge kitchen and a bedroom. My bedside table, I turned into one of those wall desks you were just talking about. And it was horrible because I would be sitting like next to my... It was just... Crammed in. It was just so crammed in. But we loved living in the city. So we were just like... We just loved it for us at that time of our life. But we were both working from home together in this tiny space, the two of us. There was no separation between work and life. Plus two cats and a dog. Two cats and a dog. (laughs) And there was two tiny windows. There was like no... And I guess what? like we had no separation of work and life we did our very best but with the actual space that we had available to us and I I think we underestimate how working from home there's lots of different like things that you kind of have to get in place making sure there's enough boundaries between work and home so that you're not taking your work home with you in some ways yeah so you can close the door on it or fold the desk away something a lot of my clients say is like oh they get distracted by the laundry or like doing homeware stuff so it's kind of home doing kind of home tasks so it's kind of also separating your life from your business so you can be productive in your business yeah I also think there is whatever whether it's a routine or a ritual or a process to help you get into work because when you're working from home it can be a little hard to transition from sofa eating Doritos watching TV (laughs) to like going up to the office and then I also think the other one is leaning into how you work best because there's nothing worse than trying to force yourself to work how you think you should work so I think there's lots of components to working from home so many so like from a practical point of view do you have a ritual that is your like I'm about to start working I have like two different types of work days so my client work days which is when I'm at my desk by like half nine to prepare for my first call at 10 a.m kind of I wake up I always have an hour to myself in the morning on a client day because that's an hour just for me to read a book or listen to a podcast because I need my tank to be so full so I can give it all to my clients definitely yeah as an introvert right yeah exactly and just like I think it's easier to have that time for yourself in the morning so then whatever happens that day you had that time just for you I have three questions I ask myself every day I try to to even if it's a non-work day. And the first one is, how do I want to spend my life minutes today? So sometimes on that list is things that I have to do that's scheduled in. And sometimes it's things like, I really want to listen to that podcast episode that just came out today or read that book that I got delivered yesterday or make that meal. And then I ask myself, what are five ways that I'm going to take care of myself today? Because this is the biggest area where I see people go wrong. Yeah. Is they do not factor in taking care of themselves. And then the other thing I ask myself is, what are five things I want to remind myself of today? Because what I find is, we know deep down what we need as human beings. Say when we're working from home, maybe something you need to remind yourself of is I'm allowed to take breaks. I'm allowed to have a nap if I need to and I'm able to, but we have so many conditioned rules in our mind. I would add to that, and this has been a big one for me, that especially if you have a creative job, I'm not sure if Aisha tells us very much about the kind of job she's doing, but especially if you have a creative job, the time when you are not sat looking at a computer screen still counts whether you're napping whether you're out walking the dog at lunchtime or faffing about arranging flowers on a table for a picture that never works out or just like lying on your bed and daydreaming whatever it looks like to you reading a book those are the ways that we refill our creative tank and that is an essential part of the process and if you have time for that kind of outside of your working hours fine great but if you're maybe a parent or if you've got like a busy social life then it's quite possible that you're not making that time anywhere else and it needs to go into your work day because it is part of your work duty. It's kind of how are you preparing your day for work. So for me, it's also always having that quiet time in the morning. This is on a client day, making sure that I shower and get dressed. I don't put any pressure on myself to like do anything with my hair or put any makeup on because what's the point? I'm in my office all day. (laughs) But I learned that there's definitely been times where I've gone weeks without like showering until the end of the day because I just wanted to get my work done. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. I just didn't feel good in myself. So for me, I have like my uniform, which is like a pair of leggings and a jumper. And in the summer, it's a pair of leggings 
and a t-shirt <laughs> that's my uniform to just go to work I make sure I have a big like yummy breakfast because as a coach this is I get like hungry after a call mm. because I've used so much energy with the client so it's just making sure that when I sit down to work my tank is full and then on the non-meeting day it's a lot more uh, intuitive so I wake up, how are you feeling? What do you want to do today? Make that list of how I want to spend my life minutes. Sometimes it's like, let's get the work over and done with so then I can like go and live my life. Sometimes it's, you know what, I want to go out for a bit and then do my work. Those are the days where I listen to myself a little bit more. Whereas on my client days, it feels more like a day job because there's a set structure to the day, mm-hmm. which I actually really love. I would miss those days so much if they weren't in my schedule. So I have more, you know, my Wednesdays and the Thursdays are the days I do client calls. Those mornings look very similar to each other. Whereas a Monday could look different every day of the month. That's really interesting. My health is at the moment too unpredictable. So I would like, it fills me with fear, the idea yeah. of having that like nine to five structured day. And one of the reasons I love working from home is that I'm able to kind of, like you say, on your less structured days, really flexibly build it around, around like biology. Cause that's what it comes down yeah. to, to me, whether you have a health condition or not, we all are constantly changing beings. Like your brain chemistry is based on what you have for breakfast this morning and how well you slept and where you are in your, like, your hormonal cycle and so many other factors. And I don't think we can always sit down at our desk and expect to, like, nine o'clock, turn on the switch and, and productivity will pour out of us until five o'clock when we turn the switch off again. That's not how human beings work. And I, I feel like if you've made a leap to being self-employed or you've found a way to work from home and you're not giving yourself that flexibility you're actually working against yourself instead of with yourself I think that is actually the biggest pro of working from home apart from like you know not having to have the neighbors sign for the deliveries <laughs> and having naps whenever you want is that you actually get to lead into how you work best yeah which means that you can reach your full potential but a lot of the time you've got to learn how you work best first because you've never had the opportunity to discover that before you don't know how you work best in school you have to try and fit in mm-hmm. you don't know how you work best in an office you have to fit in with the rules that date back to like the victorian era yeah. and the patriarchy and everything else like this is your first opportunity and it's a complete discovery process i find with my clients that everyone tends to have a few areas where they really struggle with working from home Mm. so for some people it's that they don't know how to set boundaries between work and life and they really struggle to feel like they should be working at all times because they're so like I think some people feel a lot of guilt from working from home so they overwork Mm -hmm. I think some people it's that they struggle to get into the right headspace to work because they're distracted by home I think some people it's that they're trying to work against their natural rhythms because it's the way they think they should work yeah I think it's kind of identifying where your struggle is because what some people need is more structure what some people need is more spontaneity what some people need is to switch up their environment what some people need is to switch up their mindset for some people it's all blend of them all I think it's also pinpointing what's actually going wrong for me in terms of working from home because say for example you're feeling overworked that's a sign that there's boundary issues in your business you know some people could maybe maybe you're in a partnership and just because you work from home you're expected to also do all the housework yeah maybe there's a layer there of resetting those expectations because that pressure to do the laundry while also doing all your work is too distracting too distracting for you or maybe it's that your work environment just makes you feel really crappy and so you need to switch things up a little bit so one of the things this this week in fact I did a sponsored post with Starbucks and it was really interesting hearing from so many people in my audience because what I was talking about is sometimes I will just go and work from a cafe and I'll quite often choose a chain cafe because where I live in Yorkshire the small independents are still kind of well they're very small they're normally squeezed (laughs) into like an old post office Um, And they don't have Wi-Fi and there are a few, but there's not very many where you could go and actually work. But I love sometimes having that buzz around me of that kind of background noise. I think it may be for extroverts, it's probably a good space to be because you've got 
people and conversation happening around you I like to think there's some sort of like caffeine in the air that keeps me (laughs) awake but there's also kind of a bit of an expectation like you're there you've got your computer in front of you you feel like people might notice if you spend the whole time on Instagram so I feel like maybe we need to mention you don't have to work from home like even if you're self-employed even if your business doesn't have an office there are options there are co-working spaces and there's always cafes and other people like you who are looking for people to work around I think it's getting really clear on like what do I need to thrive in my working routine and if you don't know trying stuff out I have seasons of experimentation a lot of the time so for me my first year of business was amazing but also just so exhausting because I just didn't have control of my work week Mm -hmm. so in my second year of business I kind of would set a routine and experiment with it for a month and see how I felt on the other side in terms of how I structured my days and how I kind of navigated my days and I think it's kind of surrendering sometimes to the fact that the answer is on the other side of some exploration yeah and some wrong choices as well as some right ones it's not going to be fixed by tomorrow and it changes like I always think if Alex and I have children my working from home routine will be so different for me seasonally in the summer I don't want to be inside as much whereas in the winter I like don't want to go outside (laughs) like Alex and I last year we got a dog who we adore and who we got for many many reasons mostly because we we love dogs but it has made such a huge difference especially for Alex he used to work on his feet all day and now he works at home at a desk and he's a really active person and having a dog who he can take out every day and take for a walk for me it's like touch and go depending health wise if I'm up for it but something like that makes a huge difference and like if you've got coffee shops you can go to nearby like when Alex and I recently left the city and now we live in the suburbs I guess but we chose somewhere that does have like a little village high street nearby so that we still have somewhere we could walk to in five minutes if we needed kind of something to keep us just a boost of civilization (laughs) yes but I would say also if someone needs background noise I don't know if it still exists but Coffeetivity did you ever check that out the app that plays cafe sounds yeah and you can I think you can just download tracks of it as well like cafe background noise my biggest advice though for someone who is struggling with their working from home routine is to get really really dreamy and map out what an ideal working week would look like for you yes I think this people are so scared to do this, but get really clear on how you need your business to fit around your life first. So say you know that at half three you want to be at the school gates or that at 10 a.m. every day you want to go to that yoga class that you love. Whatever well, that it is. shit in the morning because I'm really bad <laughs> in the morning. My brain can't really function before 10 o'clock. So there is no point in me trying to attempt anything hardcore before that time. Yeah, if you're like, I don't want any meetings until 1 p.m. in the afternoon, whatever you need as a human being. If you're like, I want to take Fridays off or I want to take Mondays off or I want to take whatever you want to do, put that down first. Then be like, okay, what are my non-negotiables? Because some of us may have client meetings that we have to attend at certain times or certain things that we have to do build them in and then get really specific around how you would love your week to look function and feel because the ideal work day figuring that out helps but very rarely do we all have the same work day yeah every day of the week yeah I have different types of work days so just give yourself a mission to get really clear on what an ideal working week would look like for you because then you then get to build out systems and rituals that support that to be your reality I think there's something to be said as well for kind of I'm a big believer in journaling and writing stuff down and actually like at the end of the day maybe taking two minutes to think about what worked for you today Mm -hmm. what didn't work for you what did you do differently and how did you feel because sometimes we're not very good at spotting the correlations but it can be like oh actually I didn't have a double espresso this morning and I managed to get a lot more work done because I wasn't feeling so jittery or um, I went out you know with the dog at lunchtime and I had a much more productive afternoon. And also pay attention to where your leaks are so for example for me I find that my work day is ruined if I don't have lunch in if I don't have a quick lunch in because if I get hungry and then I'm really angry because I get really hungry and there's no food in then I make a 
terrible decision. I order in food that's yeah. full of crap and doesn't make me feel good. And then I crash in the afternoon. So something as simple as like making sure that I've got meals in for every single workday. That's gonna and making sure that in the morning nothing starts my day off wrong by checking emails first thing. Even if they're all lovely emails, it's still other people's agenda. Yeah. And so I literally have a post-it note that I leave on my phone every night that says, no phone in the morning. <laughs> because I just, and for me, scrolling through Instagram isn't a bad thing to start my day. No, I quite like it. But it's emails. It's just like, stay away from anything work-related. So kind of pay attention to where your leaks are. Because I literally had a client once and we spent a whole call figuring out where her leaks were. And it was simple things like she didn't have lunches in. She wasn't starting her day off as she means to go on. And they sound like such silly things but they make such a huge difference to how you feel in your working day and the better your working day two things the better your business will be the better your life will be because your day is suited to you you're not bending yourself around something that you don't need to bend yourself around so one thing I've been reading quite a lot about on the internet at the moment which is I feel like this is slightly off brand but hopefully people will stick with me while I explain is uh nootropics have you heard of nootropics I've never heard that word before in my life so it is supplements or medications like herbal supplements or like CBD oil yes so things that you can buy that are legal that are not classed as drugs but they are known to have an impact on a lot of people use them as like study aids or concentration mm-hmm. aids. But one of the things that I found really interesting is when you read these forums, it's mainly kind of like 20 something American guys who are all trying to like cram at university <laughs> and are all recommending these stacks of these crazy supplements that they've been buying. But they all end up concluding this same thing. They all say, oh, my, this cocktail of things I'm taking works, but I find it only works if the night before I make a list of all the things I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. And I take my, I get to my desk, I get my list out, and then I take my stack. And I read it and I always think, how much of this is just the fact that you're doing those two things yeah yeah. Yeah, like I bet you could just make a list and get to your desk and then find that that magic power was still there I mean not saying that none of these things work by all means go and look into them but it's so interesting that we often feel like we need outside help to make stuff happen when actually a lot of the time we already know what it is we're looking for. I always say that we are the employee and the CEO of our business. Yeah. And everyone is more comfortable in one role. And where I see employees go wrong, so this is when you're more comfortable in kind of getting the work done, but not really in having the, the bigger bird's eye view of the business is you're not planning out your work weeks. So you're sitting down on a Monday and you're like, okay, what am I doing this week? Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, okay, what am I doing today? And that's when you start getting requests for your time. You're just shoving things in and then you feel overwhelmed or you're confused as to what to do. And I think planning out your week in advance is so helpful so that on a Monday morning, you literally have it planned out how you're spending that week and what how the tasks are being spread out throughout the week. But I, I don't think that's enough. I think actually planning out your months and your quarters in advance can really help too so that you're looking at a month in advance and say for example you know you've got one week where you've got lots of meetings that you have to travel to or big events that might tell you the week before and the week after keep it a little lighter yeah to recover from it but I think planning helps because as much as we all want spontaneity and freedom if we don't plan we're kind of setting ourselves up for everything to go wrong yeah and so I'm partly because of my health and partly just because of how my brain works I'm less of a rigid planner but it's still the same thing so I have a huge whiteboard that I've divided up into sections with washi tape and they are individual to-do lists for different areas of my business so I'm constantly like what do I need to do next for that area of my business and adding things to it so what I would do is like I wake up in the morning and be like okay today is a e-courses day what have I got on my e-courses list and then choose the things off there that feel most urgent to me at that time and it's actually really funny a question uh, this this episode is all about working from home but actually what we're diving into the nitty-gritty there is just like being organized yeah in our business I think if you how can you make even the most boring things joyful in your business 
working from home should not I think a lot of people feel really guilty that they get to work from home so they make it harder on themselves and I think school doesn't train us to be self-motivated to kind of know how to organize our own time so it's a whole new skill to learn and so I think and then also working from home the actual planning side of your business makes all the difference too because if you're struggling to be productive that's like a planning side honestly I found for me that once I like when I was not getting dressed for the day properly and Mm -hmm. when I was not having meals and when I was not putting things into my day that mattered to me when I was letting my day being in control and not letting me be in control of my day I did not love working from home that much I adore working from home because I have made working from home really work for me now definitely like I think that's again where that kind of having a workspace that feels right to you fits in because if you're kind of feeling penned in or like the space around you doesn't feel reflective of you and of your business and of the work you're trying to do it's amazing how much of an impact that can have on your mindset and how you feel about about sitting down at your desk because of course if it's not enjoyable and a nice place to be you're going to put off going there and the other thing I would put on that is sometimes so I my office is where I do all my client work but any form of writing or creative work in my business I don't do from the office and I was so surprised by that when we moved here I was like I'm gonna spend all my time in the office and create you're gonna be like Carrie Bradshaw (laughs) I thought I'd be at my desk writing and the truth is this is my office where I do my client work, which is the most important area of my business. But I don't want to do my writing from here because this is the room where it's quite structured. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think it's also giving us, maybe you have an office, but you don't want to do everything in the office. Like apart from my client work, most of the other work that I do in my business is either done from, it's usually done from my bed because I just love to be cozy and comfy or it's done from like the sofa or the kitchen mm-hmm. table. And I feel no shame for that whatsoever because I'm in my office for my meetings, but most of the things are just done wherever I'm cozy because that's how I do the work the best and I think there's a lot of shame from maybe not working in a traditional way a lot of the time there really is and that's like for me that's been one of the biggest things to overcome one of the voices that's kind of always in my head is my mother-in-law so she's like wonderful woman but has quite traditional values about these kinds of things and so you know she's very like you need a strong work ethic (laughs) and you should you know if you don't get up in the morning then you're lazy and all these things and actually like it's taken a lot for me to see that it's fine to start work later and finish later if, I work, if I'm more productive in the evening. Or it's fine actually to just work three hours a day because when I mm. sit down and work, I'm insanely productive and I get more done in those three hours than a lot of people would get done in like eight hours in an office job where they're distracted all the time. And even things like feeling like my husband might be judging how much I'm working or the kind of work I'm doing. I've had to really come to terms with it and realize a lot of the time those voices that I'm attributing to outside people are just ways that I am limiting myself. Yeah, I honestly think there's just so much crap that we bring to the table when we're figuring out this whole working from home thing. Because everyone also has those friends who think working from home means being a homemaker. And they can come in whenever they want to see you. My friends adore me, but they don't, see me as as hardworking as they are yeah because they get ready and they go to work every day people who don't work from home will see it as the easier lifestyle option and in many ways it is there's a lot more flexibility but we also put and I'm going to say we I mean all of us listen to this who work from home and run our own businesses we're putting a lot of hours in to build our own thing from the ground up I sort of feel like it's less physically demanding but equally if not more mentally demanding because you're accountable to yourself you've got to keep yourself discipline you've got to keep yourself on task in a way that like an office environment can quite often support you in yeah I think this is where I think it all comes down to like for Aisha who asks like any advice for someone who's not enjoying working from home I think it's the category of your environment your routine and your process and also like 
what are all the stories you've told yourself around how this should look and will look? And then the only person who can make your your experience of working from home good is you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and maybe making a list of like things that will make working from home really joyful for you. So something is for my rule is no alarm clocks. Like I want to wake up when my body is ready to wake up. And I have to be able to do that means I have to go to bed at a certain time if I don't need to be awake by a certain time. But for me, that was a big rule. My husband, when he used to have a day job, used to have to set the alarm for half four in the morning some days. And when he quit that job, I was like, never again. The only time I'll wake up that early is for a flight to somewhere really cool. (laughs) But like, so for me, it's like no alarm clocks. For me, it's time for myself in the morning is huge for me like the ability to wear whatever the hell I want the ability to have like a really long indulgent lunch the ability to like watch the latest episode of this is us when it comes out like the things that I need for it to be enjoyable and then what's the structure I need to make working from home productive and then what are the boundaries I need so that my home is not just my workspace and it's also where I get to live my life that thing you said then it's it's almost like going back to what we did you think the advantages of working from home were going to be and how many of those have you actually been letting yourself have because that's kind of what we do isn't it we're like my god I'll be able to wear leggings every day and then you don't get into your leggings you stay in pajamas or you make yourself wear something less comfortable like so for me it's really simple things I always have a really lovely scented candle and as soon as I sit down Mm -hmm. to work I light it and I kind of measure my productivity by how much candle is burned down it's like a it's like a sand timer kind of for my work and it's just such a simple thing but at that I always clear my desk off at the start of the day and make Mm -hmm. sure it's like a lovely I have lovely notebooks all those things that for me having worked in lots of horrible 1950s NHS offices like to be able to create a beautiful space where I want to sit down and feel inspired to work has been one of the things I was most excited about for working from home. It makes such a difference. When we lived in the flat, because we didn't have any other options in that home environment, I think I didn't fully get how much the environment makes a difference because I could make it work in that environment. Yeah. But coming here into this new house, I'm just like, oh my God. Like I would feel down about my business and frustrated. And I thought it was a bigger problem with my business in the flat, but it was really because the environment was making me resent running my business in that space and it really does make a difference and I think you know sometimes you don't have an option to change your environment that much no you can't just move house when you want to or like buy a whole new furniture room but the thing that really helped me when I was in an environment that wasn't great for me was two things a doing everything I could to make small tweaks to that environment thankfully I lived in a city so I could get out a lot to coffee shops when I was well enough to and I don't know if this helps other people but for me I dreamed of what my future office would be and I took it under me to make that my reality one day like I made it so that when we moved I had a budget to get whatever I wanted for my office which sounds so indulgent but for me that was my treat for the three years of yeah you kind of earned it by yeah. slugging it out with none of that stuff but I also I sometimes think that we tell ourselves a lot of stories around what it would mean to be productive what we need to be productive and I think when you work from home it's really easy to have no boundaries around working time and non-working time and then your life suffers especially if you have a family whatever that looks like for you because they suffer too when you're not available for them emotionally or physically so I think also I think that's where planning the week comes in really handy to be like okay I'm going to work from 11 a.m to 3 p.m I'm going to take an hour break at 12 or 1 and this is what I'm going to get done in that time and then I'm going to close the door because I, I think the thing that makes the biggest difference is ending each day And this isn't going to happen every day, but ending most days feeling really proud of how you spent that day. Yeah. 
makes you feel more at peace with the whole working from home situation, with the whole being your own boss situation. Well, and it's building a new habit. And every time you get one of those days under your belt, you're more likely to have another one of those days the next day. That's just how the human brain works. Can you think, what are the biggest cons for you for working from home? I don't move very much. (laughs) I don't get enough daylight because I don't go outside enough. But that's totally on me. Cons from working from home. You guess you don't have the social life. And especially if you've got your own business, you don't have that kind of built-in social life that you have at work where you sit with other people that you don't know very well at lunchtime and you all talk and you get to know each other. It's quite easy for your world to become smaller, I think. Yeah. And also, like, that's lonely. Like, you, there's no one to talk about what you're doing with or if you've had a tough morning, especially if you've not got, like, a partner or a housemate who's going to be around who do you talk to? And, and my way around that is social media. So mm-hmm. I'll quite often go on Twitter. Twitter is like, I find Twitter a more valuable space for those kind of working like conversations. Cooler. Totally. And I know a lot of people say that, but it really does. Like I, I don't find Twitter too distracting. I can have that open while I'm working and it makes me feel like mm. I'm less alone. Yeah. Do you, can you think of any other disadvantages? I'm trying to think what my cons are to working from home. I mean, I am so wired to work from home. Yeah. I didn't ever thrive in like work environments because it's just not how I'm wired. But I think maybe when Alex wasn't at home, there was definitely loneliness. Yeah. And you isolate yourself. I also think like seeing you more doing the show has made a massive difference. Yeah. Just because there's only so much you can connect to someone over a text message. Yes. And I think I love one-on-one connections. So I think, but like loneliness, but I would, wouldn't, I have my husband's home all day and we have a dog and a cat. So that's. It's kind of like professional isolation rather than loneliness. That sounds like a very wordy way of putting it. <laughs> I'm sure I could have come up with something better, but like every time you and I get together, together we spend like the first two hours just like overlapping talking talking talking. we've got so much to get out which I think shows how much of a need there's building up in both of us each each time like each week and I suspect that's you know we're both introverts so I suspect if it's happening for us it's happening for loads of other people too yeah and I guess the only other con for me the one that really comes to mind is that I can get a bit stuck in my ways well, if I work from, like, I can kind of stay in my own little world. I can kind of live too much in my own little world working from home. So that's why, like, on our days off, we just get out just to, like, get out and see the world or, like, see our friends and do different things. I think sometimes I can also get into bad habits because there's nothing holding me accountable to not being in those bad habits. Yeah, there's no one to tell you. Yeah. No. And just, like, certain things, like, I remember there was a time, and I'm, it was probably when I was really struggling with my health, so it was probably a component to it, where I just didn't have the energy to even, like, brush my hair or like put nice clothes on and I'd walk past the mirror at maybe 4pm and I'd look in the mirror and I just did not recognize myself and that sounds like such a silly thing but I think it really affects how you feel in your environment so I think for me working from home sometimes I can just get into really bad habits working from home and I think for me it's kind of saying just because I can be a slob or just because I can't have crap for lunch or just because I can whatever doesn't mean it's the best thing for me to do to do that. I learned such a lot about myself and how I work and how I work from home when Rory, my husband, was still working full time and Orla was only in school nine till one thirty. Oh, so you had that just short so window. Those were my working hours. And I was intensely productive and quite stressed a lot of the time. But I was really good at planning. I was really, really organized about how I spent that time. And I always knew what I was doing. And then Rory quit his job and came on board and he started doing the drop off and pickups. And I suddenly had like I was like, I've got all this time and it was too much freedom. No structure. And it took me, yeah, like a good six months or so to find a new structure and a new routine. And what I realized is I've, I still really need time pressure. That's how I work. I need time pressure. And, and um, is it 
Gretchen Rubin that wrote The Four Tendencies, mm. where she talks about how you respond to other people's expectations and your own internal expectations. And I identify as what she calls the rebel, where... Oh, I'm the questioner. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of... I've got an element of questioner, but then underneath that, I still go back to I rebel. I think it's harder for the rebels. Well, she's got no strategies yeah. for rebels, has she? But so what works for me is I need a deadline. And if that means that, like, I have to make a plan for the afternoon, so like a promise all or I'm going to take her out at three o'clock, then it gives me time pressure to keep working and if that means that I have to wait until the day before the column is due because I know that that's when I'm going to write it like it's it sounds from a conventional workplace perspective a terrible way of working <laughs> the kind of thing your boss would like pull you in for and be like why are you never doing this in advance because we all think we're meant to be like Hermione Granger mm-hmm. and have everything like perfect all the time but actually the biggest thing for me has just been learning how does my brain work best? I don't get to choose that. This is the brain I've got. How can I work with it instead of against it? I think you've just hit the nail on the head that it's all about leaning into yourself yeah, and how you work best and what makes you happiest. Because for some people, being alone all day is going to be miserable for them and they want to be out the house. Or for some people, it's like, I don't want to get dressed. I want to stay in my PJs all day. Yeah. Like, like whatever you need to be happy, lean into that. I think sometimes it's really easy to look outside of ourselves and want to hear everyone else. And I think hearing other people's approach to working from home can help open us up to different things that we haven't thought about and also I think so much of it is permission permission to say you can nap when you want you can wake up when you want you can have whatever hell lunch break you want yeah but I think sometimes it's like who actually am I and how do I function best and what do I need to be okay because it might look wildly different to what you think that you should need and I think a lot of it is in the beginning I used to feel a lot of like shame and guilt around silly things that comes with working from home like the freedoms you have Mm. I think honestly one of the best things I've given myself is I don't feel guilty if on a non-meeting day if I've only done two hours work and I don't I don't work a full week either Mm -hmm. I have like meetings Monday I have meetings on Wednesdays and Thursdays and then I usually work maybe a half day on Mondays like my day where we do recordings or maybe now and again I open up laser focus sessions on Mondays and sometimes I do writing on Mondays but non-meeting days for me are very fluid and very flexible. Like I work part-time hours, but I don't see myself as being a part-time business owner. No. And I think it's redefining our, what hours have to look like, what days have to look like. If you can redefine it, then you actually get to build something that works for you. One last thing I feel like we should touch on because we haven't quite said it, but if you hate working from home, if you just hate it, not because you've not got structure, not because you've just not found what works for you yet, but just because you've tried everything and you realise it's not for you, you don't have to work from home. And whether that means you go and get, maybe change your job or whether that means there's some amazing co-working spaces in cities now, they're getting more and more common where you can actually like share a desk with the same person three, four days a week, whatever you need and check in with each other and have that sense of community and, and team around you. Yes, working from home is a dream for a lot of people, but if it's not the dream for you, it's absolutely okay to opt out of it. If you're struggling with it and you felt that there's something wrong with you, but you know, you do want to work from home, but you think there's nothing wrong with you. I really think it takes longer than a lot of people talk about. And I think it's really easy to get into bad habits or to sit at your desk for eight hours and get nothing done because you think you should be sitting at your desk. Yeah. My clients who have the most fulfilling and productive working from home routines are the ones who have given themselves permission to work how they want to work. And I've kind of forgotten all the crap that we're told that, yeah. isn't, that isn't relevant in the ways that society wants us to think it's relevant because the nine to five workday doesn't have to that doesn't what your work day has to look like. It's not what humans were built for. It's just what some mill owners decided during the Industrial Revolution to get the most out of their labourers for as little money as possible. And I also think a big part of it, like productivity is not self-worth. Yes. Well, I was going to say this. So productivity, motivation, willpower, all of these things that we tend to think of as like 
defining how good we are. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good in air quotes. None of those actually have anything to do with who we are and how much we're worth. Yeah, and if this helps, so one of the homework tasks that we I set with one of my clients a few weeks ago was that her challenge is to be more indulgent in her work day. Nice. Because she's been working from home and her business is going really well, but she's just not enjoying it because she, because she's been told for years what her working life should look like. Yeah. And so we, and she just wanted to have time for herself every morning to read a book, to have a lunch, have a walk, and she there was no reason why she couldn't have those things, but she couldn't give herself the permission to do them. So we set the challenge of just be indulgent for a month and see what happens if you gave yourself a mission to really enjoy working from home what would that look like for you and what's stopping you I honestly believe that the answer to what's stopping you is I'm afraid I will be ashamed people will judge me it's all outside of yourself because mm-hmm. it's if you've got the space and time to have that freedom it's there and it's waiting for you it's we hold ourselves back from that because of all the crap we've been told around what our working life should look like one last thing I would like to add actually is just if you're listening to all of this and it's this, you're still feeling a disconnect or maybe you're thinking that these things are not going to be enough for you, always remember to check in on your mental health as well mm-hmm. because it can be like, you know, if you're working from home, it's easy for depression to sneak up on you and you don't notice it as much because you've not got quite as many tasks mm-hmm. in the outside world that can maybe flag it up. I know that there's like a huge issue with women being underdiagnosed with ADHD, so... Mm forget what you already know about ADHD go and read upon the different types of it and how it manifests in women if you're someone who has an awful lot of trouble organizing yourself keeping on task approaching things just make sure that you know what's going on inside of you and what's going on inside of your head and if need be talk to a doctor yeah completely and I think it's the only last thing I would add is no matter how introverted you identify yourself as I don't think it's good for anyone's mental health to be isolated. And when you work from home, you do lose that one part of your community that's your work community, which Mm -hmm. opens you up to a whole new load of people. It also opens you up to a whole new load of stress sometimes. But if you're working from home and you're just feeling really disconnected and glumps, it might be that you're feeling really isolated. We weren't really built to sit in one room for hours a day on our own. That's, That's just not how humans were made. We are here to like connect with each other and support each other. And I don't think it's as easy as saying, go out there and make some friends. But I think try and examine what's making it not feel good for you. That's where you should be seeking solutions. Sometimes yeah. you try and find solutions in all the wrong places. Yeah, the uh, right the right planner is not going to fix this if it's actually you're feeling depressed. Yeah, and and then joining a co-working space isn't going to fix it if you're finding it really hard to structure your time. Yeah. So it's kind of like identify the issue, not just the symptoms. Yes, yes. And don't don't be tempted to stick a plaster over it because yeah. you're trying to build something sustainable here. And also the good thing is Instagram is filled with people working from home, sharing what it's like for them to work from home. Absolutely. Instagram, Twitter, like we're all there together. Um, And we would love to hear from you. In fact, if you're listening to this, maybe you're working from home right now. (laughs) Maybe it's the dream for you. Maybe you packed in the dream and went back to your office job. We would love to hear all your different perspectives. Our hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative. And we will be checking it out and seeing what everyone's got to say. Yeah. And I know I keep saying, if I can say one last thing, but if I can say any one last thing, it would be, I adore working from home. It's made my life. It's a huge component to why I love my life. And I say that to say that if you if you feel like you really know that working from home is going to work for you, but it isn't feeling right yet, I do think it's a process to learning how to make it something that you adore. 
So if you feel like you want it, like, if you feel like, why is this not feeling good for me yet? I just want to leave you with the hope that it can feel really awesome. Sometimes it's just a journey to discover what that actually looks like for you. Yeah, you've got infinite choices. So it's just about making the right ones. And saying I adore it doesn't mean that there are times that aren't annoying or challenging, but this is still exactly how I want, how I love my life to look and feel. You know, that thing that Naomi Campbell used to say, she didn't get out of bed for like less than a million pounds. <laughs> I don't leave the house for less than like a super exciting invitation. <laughs> but yeah we would love to hear your thoughts and if you have any yeah just get in touch and we can't wait to hear what you think thanks for listening bye you can join us at letters from a hopeful creative.com and on social media so on instagram i'm at me and Orla. and you'll find me at jen carrington underscore we're going to be sharing new episodes every monday so if you've liked what you've heard so far hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show yeah and we can't wait to connect with you soon